0: I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was huge. And you could do anything you wanted there. I could get away with anything that I was doing on Thayer Street or out on the streets there Mm -hmm. under like Randy's supervision or whatnot, and um, not get in trouble. It was cool.
1: Hello and welcome. Where the Living Room Used to Be, a podcast about Rhode Island's music scene. Hey everyone, it's James. For this episode, I was able to catch up with Chris Hansen, where we talk about his dedication to songwriting and recording. Plus we discuss many of the people he's played with over the years, what Dropout Night was all about, how he got into doing sound and the venues he's worked at over the years, as well as a story of how we started using the band name Viking Jesus. We also preview each band that's playing Shiza this coming weekend at dusk on Saturday, August 26th, and the parlor on Sunday, August 27th. So please come check that out and celebrate the life of Nick Eden with us all. As always, please follow Where the Living Room Used to Be on Facebook and Instagram, as I'll be sharing some photos and show flyers from Chris's time in music. Your time starting songwriting was early 90s, like 92, 93?
0: Yeah. Yes, um, and I uh, started playing out around then too at really the like Cobb, pretty... open mic, yeah. Oh, at Cobb? Okay. Yeah, you know, uh, I met up with, I think, John Tierney, probably by the time I was 16... Yep. and uh i had been going to school one
1: mm-hmm. in
0: providence so yep. I, I was getting familiar with the um fair street and that that yeah. scene was really cool back in yeah uh, definitely early to mid 90s even late 90s it was it was still thriving but um it, you know and that was crazy too because the city was tough it was really tough back then and you had to be kind of volatile and ready for whatever mm-hmm. came your way like i'm I totally still have PTSD from you know my time on the streets
1: of Providence. Yeah, it wasn't like a fancy arts culture city. I I mean it had art and culture, but it it was like it was like you know Safari Lounge or whatever that word. Yeah, there were hardcore people there. There were
0: skinheads. There were um, you know like gangster type. Yes. huge drug culture so mm-hmm. and the, you know like
1: literally the mob you know or whatever the mob
0: yeah there was all <laughs> yeah. kinds of craziness and we were just we were like that movie kids you know uh-huh. um a different version of that movie but yeah. we were just kids like hanging out in the middle of it all I've, i you know there were many times i stopped and told myself like remember this cuz you'll never see anything this crazy again wow <laughs> you know um but that was the time yeah we started playing out um john had been playing uh john tierney's you, you know who he is yes, right yes, he's of course, uh yeah. you know john tierney the truth yeah um but so we were kind of a duo and mm-hmm. we'd go to the cove we'd play there um he would get some other gigs here and there and sometimes he'd you know take me along I, it was a very slow start for me i was not a very good uh you know singer or it's probably still not a good
1: singer but I think people would disagree but you <laughs> know um but you, you just were self-taught with that yeah, or just kind of just picked up a guitar and just started strumming in a sense. Or? Well, I I
0: took uh, there's a folk duo Atwater Donley. Oh, of
1: course, yeah. And
0: they have two sons, uh, Noah and Uriah. Yeah. And Uriah was my age, and him and I bonded in um, Situate. Yeah. And that's where you grew. That's like where, you grew where I grew up. up. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Hope, which is like the uh, it's it's a part of Situate. Like it's like right in thing, between yeah. um, Cranston and Coventry mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. Um, but his parents started teaching me uh, chords, like how oh, cool. to play, you know, stuff like Wild Wild Thing or you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, easy stuff. And then um, he got a, this guy Matt Dill to give him lessons, and then I started taking lessons from that. Yeah, probably annoyed Uriah, like why is Chris following me around learning all, oh, all really? this stuff? But <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. And Matt Dill ended up changing his getting a professional name uh, to David Dill. And he's released a bunch of records. Okay. I found him on Spotify. He's incredible. Yeah, Rhode Island artist. Um yeah. But uh, yeah, so we started at the Cov, and then we started, you know, playing Bar One and and just wherever we could. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy, crazy times yeah. back then. Yeah, all our heroes were, you know, um, like you know Beatles, uh, the, you know, Alice in Chains. You had your your Jane's Addiction. You know, yeah. big, big drug culture bands, and, yeah. you know, we, we went for the ride a lot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How often were you playing then? Like, were there a lot of other venues that you could go? Or, and was it, like, open mics, or were you starting to book We uh, did a lot of open mics. Then kind of
0: we shows. we started playing parties, mm-hmm. and we'd play out on Thayer Street. We'd busk. Oh, okay. Because um, that was an easy way to, like, not get... Um, your chops busted by the cops or the you know the brown security or whatever. They didn't carry okay. guns back then, but oh yeah, they were still a force, you know.
1: Yeah, oh, so like outside of Thayer Street, they would kind of give you a yeah. time of like you're loitering or something like that. Right, but like on Thayer Street, they would let it slide just for yeah. There. If
0: we had our guitar case out or whatnot, yeah. Um, and sometimes I wouldn't even put my guitar case out. I'd keep it behind me. We'd just jam. Yeah. There's that movie theater, the Avon. The Avon, yeah. Yeah, and we used to sit in there because it had good acoustics and they weren't open all day, so we would be oh, okay. playing like that little, little cubby. Like, yeah, like I'd the... be skipping school and just playing there, and I'd be getting <laughs> caught by my teachers. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a it was a great time. We started. Um, John and I had a hiatus. Um, he went to he went to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, to do like a, um, a showcase, you know, and he got a, he was very good. You know, he was yep. good, probably at birth, that kid could probably sing. When mm-hmm. he cried, he was probably making good sounds. So, yeah. you know, I was still work working at it, and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna record with Phil Green, and oh, wow. you know, he did Aerosmith and stuff, and I'm gonna yeah. go down to New York and play, and uh, you, you can't come with me, you know? <laughs> Just put it plain and simple, and I was like, oh damn. <laughs> um, but then I discovered the living room, um, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, where it used to be, um, yeah. <laughs> but I discovered the living room and it was so crazy cause you could, uh, you could do anything you wanted there.
1: Yeah. And this was the one, like the, the, one third, on Rathbone, the like third, the third one. Version.
0: Yeah. Rathbone yeah. street. I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, mm-hmm. it was huge, and yeah. you could do anything you wanted there. I could get away with anything that I was doing on Thayer Street or out on the streets there, mm-hmm. under like Randy's supervision or whatnot, and yeah. um, not get in trouble. It was cool. Yeah. Okay. You know? And then I got a gig there, Yeah. and two months later I got a job there. Yeah. Um, doing sound, I think. I was coming out of a movie theater, and Randy was going in. He used to go to the movies on, like, Tuesdays. And I yeah. took my mom to the movies, and I was leaving, and he thought my mom was pretty. So okay. he was like, is that you, Chris? You know? Oh, yeah, Hey, yeah, I'm yeah. Uh, looking for a sound guy if you know anyone. And my mom was like, he's looking for a job. And Randy stopped and kind of like, oh, you know, because oh, he, okay. he had an opinion <laughs> formed of me, I'm pretty sure, yeah, at that point. And he was like, oh, come down and talk to me, Chris, you know? yeah. And I did, and for whatever I, I I schmoozed it right, or he just you know he took a chance and, and uh-huh. gave me the job, and it. Wow. I trained for three days, and then I ran seven bands a night.
1: For the next. bands played there. Yeah,
0: seven bands a night. They wow, would do these okay. hardcore shows. I mean. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I just didn't realize you get it was these like that much, but
0: seven I bands, and if they all brought like twenty people, you had yourself a pretty good show. Yeah. You know, and and back then people still went out to concerts. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because this was,
1: like, 96, right?
0: This was like 96. 96. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I was terrible, but I kept working at it, you know, mm-hmm. and there were people like uh, Kevin Raymond and Gregory, uh, Gregory Rourke, Rourke. To, yep. to help train me, and, oh, yeah. Mike Arruda. Oh, yeah.
1: Um, did you have any ambition of doing sound when you started, or did it was it just, like, here's this job? No, and I, I,
0: I honestly, I, I was such a, I I had such a dream of, like, becoming a you know recording artist and okay. all these things but i figured if i could get my foot in the door and in the industry itself
1: yeah
0: it wouldn't hurt you know yeah. and it wouldn't hurt to you know my parents and everybody was always like you, you need something to fall back on mm-hmm. you know um which nobody likes to hear but you know <laughs> you need something to fall back on so i thought i'll that do we, this and i can work that. around the musicians and yeah you know maybe cool things will happen yeah Cause when you worked at the living room and you worked in that old school, you know, with that old school mentality and the people that had that, they expected a lot from you. You know, okay. and Randy expected a lot. You weren't just the sound guy. It's like if you showed up and the place was a mess, and he needed, he's like, yeah. you're the cleaning guy. You're the, you're the stop what you're doing and go grab the food guy for the band. You know, and yep. you just you learn to just whoop ass just like and get it do done. everything. Yeah, yeah.
1: And there wasn't a, like different. Yeah. Uh, folders for people of like yeah you're you stay behind the soundboard the entire time and that's what you're focused on yeah and like,
0: i learned that over yeah, time i mean yeah. there was there were there was a time in the beginning where you would need more vocals and i would be in the back getting stoned yeah you know what i'm saying like <laughs> they had to break me of a lot of stupid habits but um yeah yeah now it's like i've worked in almost probably most of the clubs you'd want to go to in mm-hmm. the city um Maybe not the Columbus, but everywhere else, and uh, I could probably go back there and work anytime because yeah. my ethic is just you yeah. know, I rage it, you know, and I run yeah. hot, so it's like I get it done and there's not a lot of bullshit. yeah, you know
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah, what do you enjoy most about doing sounds? I think
0: honestly, I think it's the pe- people's creativity, okay. You know, um, not all of them have the ethic down when they come in, especially like a lot of new bands, yeah. you know, so I, I I enjoy like guiding them through the process, Uh huh. you know, so that, like maybe at their next gig, they'll be like, fine, they'll know how to show up and set up and all that, you yeah. know? Um, I like, enjoy don't break, like... Don't
1: break down your drums on stage. Yeah,
0: yeah sort of thing, <laughs> you know, uh, set it up before yeah, your, yeah. your turn, you know, yeah. all that, and... um and I have fun doing that. Like, mm-hmm. um, they seem receptive every time. Yeah, that's cool. And, and then they get to play for me. And it's, it's the imagination. It's their song crafting. It's, yeah. you know, it's a chance to see something for the first time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, uh, from the 90s and the 2000s, I think that um, musicians behaved so badly <laughs> in some respects yeah. that they really killed their crowd you know you always heard girls say never date a musician and stuff i mean there's a reason they say that shit yeah um there's a certain kind of uh inhibited like i don't know i don't know what it was but it was it was dark in some cases and bad and and now i think you know local music suffers the price most of the shows are filled with local bands that aren't gigging that night you Mm -hmm. know like musicians seem to be the only ones still uh drinking and partying in the city yeah yeah Yeah. you know or or not drinking but hanging out in the clubs you know everybody seems to be on a sober kick lately which is good (laughs) you know I guess the older we get the more we uh we got to think about things you know long term
1: yeah yeah I hear you but yeah things have definitely yeah shifted and it's come up quite a bit obviously because we're just you know talking about the history of, of music here in Rhode Island, but... Uh, you think you know,
0: it's, Me Too would have saved us, you know, eventually. Like, it did weed out some of the, you know, less desirable kind of behaviors, and... Yeah. And what was left... What's left is pretty cool. I, I wish yeah. people would give it another shot, you know? Yeah, yeah. we'll
1: um, just see what's going on. I mean, it's been interesting to, to look at... Because uh, people... Do seem like they're going to shows. Yeah, I mean, people paid there are you know a billion dollars to I go do see sound, Taylor Swift yeah. this this year. You know, like right? so, um, so people are interested in seeing live music. And
0: um, even on the but, national uh, level, like you'll see, um, the Met will do like a few thousand people, um, fifteen hundred people or whatever in their in their shows. And and you like, where are all those people for? Yeah. They don't know about the local scene. We don't have we have one newspaper. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't yeah. have, like, a, a local hour anymore on HJY or yep. Who Listens to the Radio or Anymore. your BRU. BRU. Yeah. Any,
1: any of the stuff that's, yeah, like, just really focused on that. Mm-hmm. And It's a weird yeah. time. I think if
0: we had gone on strike back when Napster came out and all that yep. stuff and we, and, and the streaming, like, maybe uh, we would have had a shot like Hollywood as a shot to kind of stay alive.
1: Yeah. Yeah, know? exactly. I've, I've seen that, like... Uh, connection be made of you know what's happening with the screen screen actors guild and uh like with music and probably even more so now i mean obviously yeah, napster um was had its trouble when that first came out but I, I feel that it's even more dangerous now with with spotify just because you know with napster people knew that they were doing something yeah. that they probably shouldn't be doing i guess you know that like there was that level of like yeah we're taking these things but with spotify i can guarantee that no one that pays their ten dollars a month thinks that they're not supporting musicians, but they're not supporting musicians. You know? like, I th- you
0: think know, it's so. becoming apparent, but I mean, you need, a, if you get a million plays on Spotify, you get $4,000. Yeah. That yeah. is peanuts to somebody, you know, who yeah. spent, you know four thousand dollars or more or less making their album yeah or the years of you know guitar yeah. lessons or the yeah you know the pain and suffering it takes to you know create this music like yeah. he, sometimes you put yourself through some shit you know yeah. the ringer yeah
1: yeah
0: you know you got to get sensitive or, <laughs> yeah. or yeah. angry or you know uh, um, but yeah
1: just to get to that even get to a million streams you know. is is uh not something that is easily achievable with how much music and uh, like at that same point, I mean, kind of going back to the nineties, it was because that was the era that I came up as well. And I remember the bands that I would play with and when I was able to put out a CD, like, Th- those that that became like another echelon of bands you know I was right. like oh cool so there's a bunch right. of bands that are playing but this one actually has a, a CD that they made this one has a tape that they made you know right not everyone had that
0: I miss you know? all the tapes um, and stuff yeah. you know they would some of them would be like straight from band practice but yeah. it would be good stuff
1: yeah yeah but it was just like what we had to do, just what a lot of other bands. And I mean, it's very cool how it's been kind of democratized that people can just yeah pay for DistroKid and then they can be on the same Spotify as Taylor Swift or whatever. But like... It's true. Um, it's it's just a, a difficult thing to uh, separate yourself from, from and that. You and you have
0: and, the whole payola you know. thing too now. It's like yeah. you literally have to... I mean, the only way you can get like your streams and your followers up is to go and... Pay these people to place your songs in yeah, different playlists, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't know who feels comfortable doing that. But yeah. you don't you you feel more comfortable doing that when you look on your Spotify and you've got like eight monthly listeners or something, yeah. and you're like you're trying to do something with yeah. it, you know? Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a hard it's a hard thing to navigate. Yeah, you know.
1: But it's I don't know. I guess I'm still in that old school thing. Like I just went. I was at Armageddon earlier today armageddon shop and um just want to check in i can sign some of the records i put out the tapes i put out and i sold some stuff like That's i awesome. sold, sold the high plans vinyl there you know sold the jesse the tree tape and i love the high made Plains. my day you know so whoever it is that that bought those things jesse the shop, tree um, it's he's just, pretty really
0: exceptional cool. huh
1: yeah he,
0: he really is, is. Yeah. I, I like him a lot uh, Yeah, R- ramos ramos yeah, Ramos. Yeah. Yeah, I, man. I know his family. They're, his uh, cousin played flute on one of the Viking oh, Jesus really? records. Yeah, uh, oh, that's Rami- cool. uh, Mariah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> part wow. of my French. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, he's amazing. I like him a lot.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of
0: good talent out here now. My big shoe
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess talking about, like, physical media and stuff like that, I mean, I know you've recorded a bunch of albums.
0: I have. Uh, I, have I have so much recorded. I used to do every Thursday. Yeah. Um, for, like, seven years, I recorded every single Thursday. So Okay. I, I have stuff that I've never released. I, You know, I have, like, five albums ready to come out.
1: Wow, and, what made um, you want to do that? Like it was that, like, that, that. That schedule, that you
0: know, I could get it. I could get the studio time, and I could okay. afford what, it. What studio? Was at this? the time, it was uh, Galilee oh, uh, okay. George, George Dussault, yeah, who okay. I work with, and um, I could get the studio time. I could afford it, and it was like, it was a lesson. I was learning. I was learning how to use that as because I played out for. I didn't start recording until two two thousand six.
1: Okay. So I've okay. been
0: playing out for a long time and yeah. never had a record. I mean, yeah. I've had plenty of live stuff, but never like went in and did stuff. I yeah. went to, I went to that Six Finger Satellite Studio at one point uh, okay. that they had over by Big Red. Do you know? Uh, yeah, the area off of North, North Main or something.
1: Yeah,
0: I forget what it was called. Um, it's been so long now. You yeah, know, I'm, so I many, know what you're talking about
1: though, but yeah, I'm blanking. So
0: many name, parties so. ago, if yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. But um, I did try to do some recording in there. I booked it for, like, a weekend, and some cool stuff happened, but yeah. nothing came of it, you know? Yeah, okay. I think we even left our reels there, and they oh, wow. recorded over it eventually.
1: <laughs> Probably, like, who's is this? Or whatever? Yeah.
0: <laughs> they tried to get us, but it's, like, it's. I've just always, I've always had a love for making the music mm-hmm. and making the art and the experience. I never really cared so much about the business or, mm-hmm. you know, back then, anyway. Now I'm a little more, I'm getting more into it, but... Yeah you know baby steps yeah i blew up my head and at 23 you know so like i had that aneurysm thing so I, oh, it man. took me out like yeah through my 20s pretty much
1: yeah
0: you know well. everything and i who knows i probably just got real and normal again in my 40s so <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know it was a well. tough one but yeah lots of media i do i have a i have a few albums we just released um our first Viking re-released our first Viking Jesus record. Yep. Again. Um, and we do the CD Baby Pro because it goes everywhere or whatnot. Yep. And we did the before the mutations, which came out during uh the pandemic. Yep. Wrote it during the pandemic. Yeah, um, okay. And put it out during the pandemic, which is kind of a foolish time to put out music, you know? There's a reason why they weren't putting out movies, you know, during oh, yeah. the pandemic. <laughs> like I I, you know, we went and got we paid. We bought like three hundred records, yep. you know, and and it just then our drummer dies, and we didn't. It was very hard to kind of uh, promote it, and like you a, know. Yeah, so we still life. have a, a few hundred records, and yeah. hopefully we can get our band going again. To we have the kind of like Led Zeppelin curse, you know. Okay. Um, so our drummer passed away. Uh, God, last year or yeah, it was
1: March, right? Yeah.
0: Um, and we just haven't been able to get it back. You know, mm-hmm. we've tried a couple of drummers and we've had some good experiences. I told, we're coming out with, um, we're doing the second year of Shiza Fest, which is yep. a festival we started for, uh, the memory of Nick And Yeah.
1: This is your we'll, drummer that you're talking
0: Yeah. About. We're going to raise money to, uh, to buy kids instruments, you know, yep. that, that can't afford it. And, um, last year we didn't play with a drummer mm-hmm. and this year we're, we're playing with Chris Jackson who we've, uh. We've performed with before. Yeah. Uh, you know he he's played with us uh, different iterations of the band. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to That's it. That's cool. Yeah,
1: but I guess while you bring it up, uh, can you talk about the start of Viking Jesus and start and and talk about some of the other members that have been a part of it? Like, have you always performed under that? No, that no. Or, like we
0: were we know? were the left hand band. Well, okay. Um and. I was at I was playing with uh, Bob Juicy, yeah, and it was uh, at this certain iteration of the band. It was Bob Juicy, Richard Rib, mm-hmm. who's uh he's a great bass player, local guy, you know, yeah. um and and George Dusso. Okay. And we were playing the Everyman Bistro. We had a residency there on Fridays. Wow. And it was really cool. Uh, Buddy Sianz used to be there every week, <laughs> yeah. And I, I've got a ton of ton of time with him, man. Um, but this one particular night, I don't know if Bob had eaten um, painkiller or something or, or what but in drinking his wine, but he fell asleep at the drums. Whoa. We're not the band that makes you want to fall asleep, but we yeah. were probably playing like a slower song yeah. and he just kind of like passed out or something. And all of us were like kind of moved by it, you know, not in a good way. <laughs> yeah. And we took a set break or we might have even been finished at this point, and I was, Bob looks like uh, Woody Allen, you know, meets Horseshack from Welcome Back, Cotter, or something, and I let him know that. I was like, you Horseshack-looking Woody Allen mother, you know? Yeah. Um, Beep, beep. And um, he was like, you're a fat Viking Jesus. I was like cool. Uh, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, you know, that's our new band name. And, uh, you know, I, I, I can lose weight if I want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <You know?
0: laughs> it was, uh, so that's when we, we decided we were going to be called Viking Jesus okay. and left hand band was cool. We had made some progress and then yeah. it was starting to fizzle a little bit. So it seemed like it was time to shake it up.
1: And like what time, what, what year was that? Like a- this
0: was probably 2011. Okay. Um, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah so this yeah. is about yeah. 2011. Then we went into the studio and we were, we were trying to make radio mixes of some of our stuff, like bleep out the swears and mm-hmm. whatnot. And we were, Bob had mentioned that we couldn't send anything to New York, Manhattan. Mm-hmm. He said, it's all urban dance down there. And George goes, I can do urban dance. He goes, give me five minutes. Yeah. And we walked out of the room, you know, we went and, uh, smoked, smoked something and came yeah. back and he had taken our song ebola and turned it into this like just it it was kind of sexy and it was like it was this dark like electronic kind of crazy sound and i was just like that's it that's the viking jesus sound you know and we took this uh I like distortion of voice. I've always kind of had a problem with my voice, you know. It, it, I'm over it now. You know, I'm old okay. enough to where it's just it is what it is. I don't care anymore. Yeah. I'm not gonna think about it. But um, there was a um, an old like tape recorder microphone from 1980 that yep. George had found like four of them at a yard sale and bought them all for a dollar, and they sound like you're on the telephone. So cool. we, I sang the whole record through that and mm-hmm. we made like new versions of all songs that we had we thought still had some life in them you know yeah. and needed another shot so it was basically just like we revamped it and we started it yeah. and then bob and i had a bob was going through a divorce i think uh he had a death in the family like one of his parents died and it was uh-huh. whatever it was like i'm again i'm i'm just kind of trying to think back but it, it, there was there was some sort of um problem and he had to dip out and we had to stop working together i remember i called sasquatch dave, dave and i was like dave you know I, snap, yeah. I was like bob bob and i are having an issue and uh maybe maybe you can take him on for a little while cuz dave dave's a very strong personality and he's a tough cookie and i feel mm-hmm. like if anybody could have um steered that you know out off the track train it was him yeah you know okay. so and i guess they had already been talking a little bit too so it just kind of sealed their deal and bob went into sasquatch and the sick yeah and i was gonna have my brother drum because we had a band before uh, the left-hand band called the problem okay. and he was the drummer in that band and it was you know it was a pretty cool thing and he showed up to band practice he's like you know what man i'm in love with this girl And I'm not going to have time to play in the band because I'm going to spend all my time with this girl. Kind of like, (laughs) you know, and Nick Iden just happened to be at the studio and he's listening to my brother say all this shit. and And he's kind of like smirking and smiling and Eric leaves. And I'm like, Nick, you want to come in and practice? He's like, dude, I'll be in the band. He's like, I've always always wanted to work with you, H, you know? Yeah. And that's how he talked, folks. He was just like, you know, H, and, you know, he was a broski.
1: Yeah, he had his... And he
0: was like, I I, I totally want to play. So Nick Mm -hmm. was in
1: the group. Because he was playing, it must have been Conurco at the time?
0: He was in Conurco, and I guess Conurco just broke up. Oh, okay. They had had an eight-year run, and they had just broken up. And, you know, Nick and I were friends for 16 years. My first... Time working at the living room was Nick's first time playing the living room, and wow. he hit his floor tom, and it fell off. It was like one of those mounted on the stand floor toms, yeah, like, and it yeah. fell off his stand, and he was losing his mind on stage. And I was like, "I was like, hey man, uh, I got some duct tape." He yeah. goes, "Seriously, you think duct tape is gonna fix this drama?" And I said, "Absolutely yeah. not, bro." i was like i was like but if you can't duck it you know yeah exactly and i was like let's go get lit and and he loved that and you know um we always laughed about that that's how we met i just i took him from this really angry like want to kill people state, made him laugh and then we went and got lit and it's it's been basically that's our relationship for the rest of you know his life was basically I'd I'd see him. He'd be like irate. Oh, really? <laughs> and I'd get him nice, right. and we'd have fun. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He was a lot. He was a lot sometimes, but he was the best. He's such a good drummer. Yeah. You know. I mean, he did things before he played with me that just really made me appreciate him as a mm-hmm. drummer. I mean, he was an artist, truly. I. He, and he looked good doing it. Like he must have done it in front of a mirror. You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, yeah. he, I mean, yeah. some
0: of that stuff was just too good. Yeah. Like Is he just air drumming just
1: to, <laughs> you like, know, just to have it. Like right. And it, yeah, he'd have. Uh, well, I guess he, his his hair was at different lengths yeah. at different times. But yeah. So
0: that way. was that was 2012, and when we would record uh, George and I, we we since Bob had left and we had kept recording and we were doing all that stuff, we didn't need to record drums. So we'd write a lot of that in the studio. Uh huh. But with Nick, we started interjecting them in. We started. Yeah. He, he was uh, he was cool. He hated the way we worked, because Why is that? well, because I don't even. Sometimes I just have an idea, you mm-hmm. know, because um, I like I said I've been doing it for. I was recording every single Thursday yeah. from two thousand seven to at this point I was still doing that. Yeah. So.
1: And it's like just you, like you're going in with. With, with George, George and, and we're
0: just figuring it out together because yeah. George can play any instrument in the world. Yeah. And he proficiently yeah. and he has great ideas and it we so the idea is I go into the studio I have a song maybe done or maybe almost done or whatever but I'm gonna make up my mind right then and there while the click track's going and I'm laying down the guitar part yeah you know I'm singing it in my head and I'm figuring it out and I do I do it maybe one or two takes three takes the most yeah I've got my guitar part down to a click and then You know, we'll add the bass, we'll add stuff, or we'll add the drums, then the bass, and you know what I'm saying? But we start talking about it, and like, what does this make you feel like? What are you hearing? And then I sing at the end, by like two in the morning, we've got a song that's probably 80% there in about five to six hours. Mm -hmm. You know? And we do that every Thursday. And uh, so when Nick came in, he'd be what are we doing? What are we doing, H? You know, because normally he would probably, most of the bands, and you probably remember this too, like if you recorded in the 90s, you would learn your whole set list. You'd play your whole set list like mm-hmm. over and over again. Then when you got in the studio, you just hammer it out.
1: Yeah, no, exactly.
0: And then add a couple yeah. of overdubs and your album was done. Yeah. So I'm going in there like a, a damn beetle or something and, and like <laughs> taking my time. Get production
1: getting, staff, you're behind the board. Yeah, you know. Like all ripped and, stuff. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, what are we doing, H? And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. You know, you'll see. And I lay it down, and he said, I, I just, you know, I, I want to know this. I want to do it right. And we'd be like, okay, well, you know, just listen to it and play it as many times as you want. He'd get it in, like, one take. Uh-huh. He'd get it in two takes, and it'd be great. Yeah. yeah. You know? And he did, may, not, may not have liked that, but the spontaneity of it. And, yeah. And it was just, it was awesome. It's always awesome. That's cool. You know, if you got, like, real working musicians, and you put them in yeah. their... You Know their place with their their instrument and stuff. I mean, good things are going to come out, yeah. I like that spontaneity, you know. Yeah. It's like you can't pay for some of those mistakes, you know, mm-hmm. or or you know, some of that magic, yep. And it was great, it, it was awesome having him in the studio. And with the last record we made, um, he was there, he played on every track, except, yeah, except for one,
1: okay. And that's you the know? before the mutation, record,
0: no, or? yeah, that's before the mutation record, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. but he, um, we have a. We have a moon record. I call it the Moon Record. It's got a big moon on the cover. You know, yep. I, I don't. I don't even know what the album's called. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, we released on C, but we've never released it digitally, and that's going to come out uh, this year. And that has them on it too, which will be fun. Nice. Yeah, there's good stuff. I've got a whole um, mess of John Tierney stuff. John Tierney worked with us a few times.
1: Yeah. I
0: I bring I would bring people into the studio a lot like I, dan dodd did i did some stuff with him um it's just it's 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 like it's fun to produce mm-hmm. you know And you get sick of producing yourself or you might not always have something so you you bring people in but i've got a lot of unreleased stuff nick and i were going to do a band with john called the dropouts because we had a a night we used to do called dropout. dropout night yeah. and um uh we have all the music for that john never sang it um you know, he was another one. It <laughs> was hard to get, you know, to lock down or something, you know.
1: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about Drop On Night? Because that was a, a series that, that went on for sure. a long time. And, sure. Uh, like...
0: Well, it started, I, I got married. Um, mm-hmm. We were expecting our first baby. And, and you know, um, I just needed one night out a week. That's huh. That was my thinking, anyway. I mean, who knows? Yeah. You're 28. I, I was an idiot. <laughs> I can't <laughs> even tell you. Um, but, I was like, "I need one night out a week, honey, to you know, drink and smoke and play music. Yeah. And um, I had talked the snookers um, people into letting me play on their deck, you know, okay. starting like Cinco de Mayo. I, wanna, I was like, just let me set up a PA and play outside. I'll promote it. You don't have to pay me anything. Maybe give me a percentage of the bar once it starts doing well. Yeah And they were like, "Sure. So I baked a bunch of pot cookies. Yeah. I rolled a bunch of joints, and I'd go down there. I'd set up my PA, and I'd start playing. And once like some friends were there, whatever, I'd start lighting them up while I'm talking to people because I I love to do like a lot of like interaction with the audience, you know, and almost like stand up, like bust bust their chops and they're busting mine back, and I'm lighting these joints and I'm throwing them at people, and the whole deck is getting lit, and we're all eating cookies and. For some reason, like I can still perform, you know, it's it's almost a tragedy because we really learned how to play very well under the influence of a lot of different (laughs) uh, fun things. But that's what that night turned into. It turned into this, you know, epic party. And then one night, John Tierney showed up, and we had had a falling out for a little bit, and. Um, someone told him I was doing this. I think Jimmy Hastings, a friend of mine, told him I was doing this night and he comes down and I'm like, you know you're playing right and he's like, oh, I'm retired. I play Christian music with my dad and I was like, uh, that's cool but <laughs> you're going to get up and play, right? Yeah. And um, I handed him my guitar and then he came back next week and the week after and next thing you know we were a partnership again and we were, Yeah. and then the bar was doing good. We had this girl, uh, Lisa Camacho. Oh, of course, um, She yeah. just started bartending cool. um, at Snooker's and, and, her and I you know, made a cool bond. And then she started, because she knew we got paid for the bar, she started slinging drinks like she'd come out from behind the bar. And John and I were making decent money to do this night. And it was yeah. just, we, we held it down for maybe four years at Snooker's before they moved their location and weren't going to do music again.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was the most insane night Providence had. It was a yeah. Thursday.
1: and So who, many people who came. Al- who else was performing? Like, was it? Oh, uh, we cause, had. Because it was, you would invite the other songwriters. Or,
0: they would like, show or up, and, and they were yeah. friends, so they would get to, but we so had. So it wasn't
1: necessarily like an open mic, but it, it was did, not an
0: open but mic in, but at it all. Was a
1: sor- sort of just like a, the community of song like of other Community bands of
0: songwriters. Or, yeah, okay. I mean, honestly, like when Spaga, Spaga would come, yeah. you know Matt um, Hashaway? Yeah, yeah. Spaga. So when he would show up, you're not gonna not let him play. I mean, he's he's yeah. pretty incredible, and he does this like beatboxing and mm-hmm. knows every song in the world. So, and meanwhile, we're all getting ripped, and we're all talking a lot of crap over the mic, you know. So, um, it feels more like a party and a hangout. Yeah. And So it's very easy to pass the mic or pass the guitar yeah. and be entertained by your friends. And uh, there were beautiful people there you wanted to talk to, and yep. it was just excellent. So Spago would play we had um, chris rosenquest would come down he was oh, in the cool. tower and the fool yeah and um, i had started i knew him from like thayer street when he was like 19 he asked me to play ocean coffee roasters with him i oh, might wow, have been a couple cool. years older yeah and um, i never forgot him cuz he was a, he was a cool kid yeah interesting songwriter interesting sound but but very good some of his his tower and the fool work mm-hmm. i still listen to it to this day yeah. it's in my mixes on spotify yeah um he would play Nikki p would play uh nick pouliott okay do you know who he is i don't know man this kid he sounds like colin hay meets um martin sexton or something and oh really?
1: wow his,
0: and he can do all this guitar tapping and his songs are just beautiful like epic we would do songwriters in the round with him mm-hmm. and chris rosenquist john tierney and i and so they would come and play they would they would be a hoot um Storm Davis would come down and sing sometimes. Nice. Uh, all kinds of people would stop by, and if they were like that caliber, they were definitely getting the mic. Yeah. We also had friends that were not of that caliber, and yeah. we would totally pass the mic to them too because <laughs> yeah. it was just who cared, you know? It was yeah. it was as long as everybody was having fun, everybody yeah. was you know lit and drinking. It was a good time. As rich, very far, and you're searching for objectives to find who you are. And you don't have the money to buy a nice car. The stock is way beyond your thinking. Yeah. Over by the clubhouse, there's a
1: I do want to talk about man and wife, which is your duo project with sure. with your wife, um, yeah. Tara. Like, how did that come about, and, and like, what are the the songs you're doing with that particular project?
0: Um, you know, it's it's pretty it's pretty much it's similar. It's mm-hmm. I mean, there's a couple of songs that we do that we haven't taught the band or that hasn't been released yet. Mm-hmm. I have a whole album of ballads. <laughs> that's, oh, that's cool. It's eh, is it? Why not? <laughs> I don't know. All right. I don't know. I mean, it's like those guilty pleasures, you know. Like you you might, you might not drive down the street, you know, with your Phil Collins blasting, you know, against the odds, but you might like that song, you know. It's like
1: these are like they're ballads. Well, if you write a slow jam record, Chris, I'm going to buy it.
0: It's a slow jam record. I love
1: slow jams. The whole record. That's what I
0: dig. I did cover uh, Mark Cutler's uh, "Can't Give It Away." Okay. And that's going to be on there, and Harry Nilsson and. He did a cover of a Randy Newman song called uh, "Living Without You," and okay. that's on there. You know, so there's some like throwbacks. And I have another. I have a few other covers that we're going to release, and I've got. Um, but t- so the man and wife thing, it, it came about. We couldn't um, get the bass player to play out mm-hmm. so much, and. Um, just as a
1: point, your wife is in making Jesus with you as well as the... Yeah, well, as a vocal the thing just, we were
0: having we were having... You know, we were married for a long time and we were having uh, some issues here and there, you know? I mean, like all couples do. And she had sung on the first record. And when I first met her, when I was like 15 years old, the idea was to make music together. Mm-hmm. I mean, the idea was to get with her, but... You know what I'm saying? Like, music <laughs> yeah. was a good catalyst to maybe make it happen. Um, and it didn't work, but... I never forgot that we never forgot our story, you know, uh-huh. and we're we're having some issues and it just made sense to like, well, why don't you, you know, you you wonder what we're up to, you're feeling, you know, alone when we go out and play shows. Why don't you come and play with us? Uh-huh. Just come and sing, you know? Again, like I I wasn't always like into my voice and it, it when yeah. she sings with me, I can't really say boo. It it you know, she's an incredible singer. Really good. Sounds yeah. awesome. And um, as we go, like she started writing songs. She has an incredible song um, about uh, her her battles mm-hmm. with alcohol and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, Pantasia, I think it's called. Or, it's a, it, it, she's so smart too, mm-hmm. you know. So it was it was it literally immediately upped my clout <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <Like> a lot. <laughs> um, and it, it, we just we had such a fun time playing. It definitely you know saved our relationship. Mm-hmm. um for the most part and uh, you know hard work saves your relationship but um mm-hmm. you know it was just it was it made it so that we could we could play together and the man and wife it, like someone asked what we called ourselves and i should have said like you know tar and chris or something but i was just <laughs> like oh, call us man and wife it's kind of silly it's just whatever but yeah we have fun doing that yeah and we'll go and we'll play at the union station brewery and we'll do these like Three-hour marathon gigs, you know. just yeah. We don't
1: stop. Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, that you're yeah. just like you're not taking breaks. You're just yeah.
0: if anyone breaks, you're losing your crowd. Yeah. They're gonna walk out the door, you yeah. know. So and it's almost a disservice to the bar as much as it is to yourself, you know. So mm-hmm. we'll just start playing, and it, what is it, three hours? Screw it. You sit and watch a movie for two hours, right? Or yeah. three hours these days with the way they go now.
1: Or you um, know, binge watch on Netflix uh, an entire yeah. series
0: and. <laughs> but uh it, yeah it made sense and and uh, that we how we started with Chris Jackson was we were going to do a whole separate band you know for the man and wife thing oh, okay and we we're going to try to do like a mellower version cuz Viking Jesus can be heavy sometimes yeah, and it, it can be and we're grungy, like all over the place yeah. Or, yeah grungy like 90s kind of rock with yeah. like some folky moments in yeah. there and stuff. It's it's kind of weird mix. So we thought we would try to make a little more continuity with those bands. Yeah. And then it just worked out that, you know, Taurus singing and Viking Jesus is just a thing. Like, yeah. And the man and wife will just be our duo. Yeah. And it, it works out that way. That's cool. You know? Yeah, we have fun. Yeah. Um. And that's all it is. It's like it's just her and I playing out together.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, <laughs> it's funny how many... People, like, we're called man and wife, and how many people, like, still come up and are trying to, like, get her number or something. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. She's, she's incredible, you know? Yeah. can like,
1: Literally, on the the poster, it says wife. Yeah, I know. And, and wouldn't you assume that the man next to her... No, they look there, at me and they're
0: like, she could never be with this ogre. <laughs> this freaking Viking ogre. You know? Okay. Yeah. They're, you know, personality goes a long way, folks.
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah, just talking about shows uh, and the experience of seeing Flaking Jesus, let's get back to Shiza Fest, and this yeah. is a, a two-day event. Uh, two-day you know, extravaganza, party. yeah. So August 26th is at dusk. And it is
0: at dusk, and then the 27th will be at the parlor. Yeah. Both block parties outside.
1: okay. Um, Both start at 1 o'clock. Both start at
0: 1 o'clock. So, you know, I have to... uh, It's hard to book. I mean, 20 bands, put it this way, 20 bands, um, two days, and it it was the easiest thing to book in the world. Yeah. Because everybody loves Nick, and he Mm -hmm. played in so many different bands. So it's like, you know, I have to get all of his bands, and more so his recent bands. Yeah. And then I got to get people that I love and people that he loved, you know? And yeah. so there was a lot of people that, you know, get left out. Some people that were left out last year, I got in this year. Yeah. And then, you know, there's the um, the Saturday we have Donnybrook reformed. Wow. You know, to play the show. And they were a huge part of our scene back in the early 2000s. Yeah. And um, I don't, they broke up. Uh, they, they went on to do other things. Um, but they're all getting back most of them are getting back for this this gig and that's that's gonna be really cool
1: that's cool yeah like what was that ask like was it uh an an easy one to
0: well they came down last year and they saw they came down individually yeah to celebrate nick last year and they saw like what we did and and everybody that was there and the music and they just you know gotta
1: be a part of this i asked them Yeah.
0: You know, I was like, you guys saw that, right? And it was good. And they're like, yeah. I'm like, well, would you get back together? And they were like, well, you got to ask this guy. And you got to ask this guy. And so I did. I just hit them all up, you know. I was like, do it for Nick. Yeah. Do it for Johnny. (laughs) You know, do it for Nick. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, they all said yes. It was was pretty cool. And some of the, like, we had Tongue last year.
1: Yeah.
0: Did you see that set?
1: Yeah, yeah. I was like, there was no way
0: I wasn't going to ask them again. Yeah. You know, and they love Nick, and I've done their sound a million times since, you know, 96, and they're just incredible. And so many, like, and it's all these old, you know, and new bands or, like, people that have been in the scene for a long time, you know, Mm -hmm. such as yourself and Christian and all of us and Gregory and, you know, coming together, and it's special. It's a Mm -hmm. special show. You know, I know everybody there is such quality, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's going to start at one, and we're going to do an open mic um, at was, one at dusk. on Saturday, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's to maybe help some of those yeah. people that wanted to play that couldn't play. Come down and, and play a song for Nick at one o'clock in the afternoon and maybe ensure that there's some people there for the first act. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. We've got the list here. So uh Saturday. Yeah, it starts with the open mic. The real
0: Marie, Dawn. She's uh yeah, it starts with the open mic and then Dawn's gonna play. And Nick loved her. I love her. She's uh mm-hmm. Really awesome, awesome songwriter. She, I think she went to Berkeley. I mean, not that that means a lot to anybody around here that plays (laughs) music, but it it does to me. It's like, you you know, you cared enough to get an education in it. I mean, she can play anything. Yeah. She's really talented. She's got a... uh, She'll have a nice band with her, you know. Uh, She tends to lean towards the hip-hop-ish kind of sounds, but totally groove, totally groove band. She has great songs. Uh, The Brown Apples, they're kind of... uh, I mean this this kid's got some raw energy like a Kurt Cobain or something, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. I, I don't know if he'd hate if I said that, but it he's it, no, it, yeah, he's really it. cool. He's got great great like hooky kind of I might yell a little bit, but it's fucking good. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it's like it's it's musical.
1: Yeah.
0: Gamma Rage, which uh is, is fronted by uh, Melissa Bellarosa mm-hmm. and um, I I think the kid's name is Chris. I'm not sure. He's a uh, this tall, like guitar player guy, and he builds his own guitars. Oh, really? And, okay. Yeah, they oh, have this. Yeah. They have a really heavy sound, mm-hmm. and then you know she can wail. So they come out and they just, you know, kind of foot in the face. This is like the heavy day, you know. Yeah. Um, eclectic electric. Um, Thomas and and um. Just a sick bassist, you yeah. know. Very unique band. Um. Awesome, backbeat, Everybody mm-hmm. Rules in that band, The Sons, one of Nick's bands. Mm-hmm. Epic, you know, heavy, kind of, I don't, kind of like stoner rock, like yeah. Clutch or something. It's yeah. it's really cool.
1: Yeah,
0: um, The Truth Divides is is uh, one of from kind of. I think they were called Eris back in uh, back in the two thousands or late nineties when um they came out. Um, piano player, very beautiful voice. This girl okay. and, and um, really epic songs. Uh, Steve, uh, d- he was the guitarist for Face Called Hate. It's like mm-hmm. a Face Called Hate and heiress kind of thing. Uh, Nick really shined in those bands. They they were incredible. Sex Coffee is after that, and um, yeah. you know Sex and Coffee and uh, Ruth and and um, Charlene. All all, all the all the essence and Nick would play with them as well and they Mm -hmm. were driving you know they have really fun songs you know they they sing about sex and and rock and roll you know it's good um Tongue again I I mentioned them a little while ago like really powerful performance we're talking Mm -hmm. I mean (laughs) David Tongue he's like from another planet man (laughs) I mean he's just you look at him and if he had shades on you'd be a little scared I don't know and he's such a he's he's a really sweet guy like he's he's a nice guy I'm sorry I said sweet buddy nice guy you know (laughs) I don't want him to get mad at me like dude I'll kick your ass (laughs) um but uh their their front woman is like I mean I want to say she's like a witch or something she's oh really she's got some like and I mean (laughs) she really is something else I don't Mm -hmm. you know I said he's from another planet. She's like from another world, man. Wow. All, okay. Another dimension. Yeah, She's yeah. And the, the show they put on is just incredible. Such all energy. Like, it doesn't stop. Then we got Conurco doing a reunion.
1: Yeah. Um, Last year was phenomenal. That was it? so good, wasn't yeah. it?
0: I loved that band so much. I, mm-hmm. I loved mixing them because I had heard Al... Randy always liked Al. Al always, like, he would sell the living room out. Like Al Diaz. They were all, yeah, yeah, Al Diaz. They would all be kids, you know, and they weren't old enough to drink, but they'd pay the cover, and Randy loved it. Yeah. You know, and he'd give them a bunch of money, and Al Al did really good for us over the years, and he was in GTA, and he was in, he played drums, he would sing, he would do this, and then he got in with uh, Nick and the boys. um, They would, uh, they just crushed it. He had a falsetto, Mm -hmm. it was beautiful. It was like this really heavy metal music with just like... A really good voice, mm-hmm. and they held on. They played for eight years. They opened up for really big bands. Yeah, you know, it, it's it's sad that the music industry is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no real hope. You know, for anybody while they're still creating a, a money market around artists that they create. Mm-hmm. You know, and and build up, and these six people in a so- room are writing songs for you know all of them. There's no for the yeah until people want a real damn artist again we're not we're hope we're doomed that's it done donnie Mm brook after that we talked about them there that's going to be badass and then hope anchor is going to close the show now i just asked and they were like yeah you know we'll do it um they're one of those bands i respect completely like um especially pip he was in the delta clutch he was in the um blizzard of 78 um all these like what an epic singer yeah. Like, if I could have had a I would love that kid's voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he, He's so cool. And he's got cool brothers. And, you know, this is a real, real Providence lineup right here mm-hmm. for Shiza Fest. Yeah. Um, and that's just day one.
1: Yeah. And then I'm
0: then telling you, like, to stay awake for this whole show, I mean, you're going to have to, like... You're gonna to have to call your old drug <laughs> connects or something. I mean yeah. this is this is epic stuff. And that's at dusk, and for day two, we're gonna go over to the parlor, which is on Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, dusk is on Harris Ave, if anybody doesn't know, and it's like um, it's kinda of near fantasies and, and where the old court used to be, since yeah. we're doing this podcast, yeah, right? Exactly. Where yeah, the yeah. court used to be. Um, and the parlor is where the penalty box used to be yeah, exactly. and stuff. Um, so this is going to be a block party. We're going to block off the street, which is probably going to be awesome to all the people that work in hospitals around there. they're going (laughs) to love that. Right. Um, at 1 PM, uh, the office is going to start and that's a Matty Oda Bashan thing. Oh, really? Uh, he was in the band grow and, um, he's in the band natural element reggae stuff. He's, he's playing with one of, um, maybe some old members of grow. I think that's what it is. Um, but they're going to actually set up, and they're going to play throughout, like, in between bands and all that. He's oh, gonna,
1: okay.
0: They're going to be, like, our radio, you know. Instead
1: of going to, like, house music. For, yeah. You know, it, it's so
0: they're just going to have gonna a, up a little setup on the side, and they're just going to fucking rock for us. They're going to do, like, the lightning bolt thing, you know. That's cool. They're just cool. going to, like, set up in the middle and just, cool. you know, keep it going. Um, and then we have Heather Rose in Clover. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she's been in the city for years. Yeah. She's cool. You know, it... it we all know her, you know. Mm-hmm. We all love her. We love the band; they're just good people, and I'm happy they're playing. And then Corinne Southern, mm-hmm. in the uh, Constellations, they're gonna play, and um, she bartends uh, all over town. Mm-hmm. Good songwriter. I. She uh, is someone that I saw at open mic um, at Parlor and didn't need any help. <laughs> you know, oh, right. she's just yeah, she's she's good. She's a good good person, good songwriter, good singer. She has unbelievable amount of confidence you know Mm -hmm. like um chick could level mountains you know with with determination Mm -hmm. believe me and um that's awesome and then we have uh returning artist jackie and the wizard they closed down the show last year and i think it was it was just too much it was so late you know what i mean um we all danced and it was it was a great time but um she she, and, and he are, like, this wicked indie dance kind yeah. of spectacle of, of just cool stuff. And I think it's Amazing, a good flavor yeah. just to put right in the middle, mm-hmm. you know? And, I mean, it's hard, like, to set these things up, you know? Who's going to play late and mm-hmm. who's going to play... You know, so everybody's been very cool about their placements and, and not, um, not pissed. Helen and the Trash Pandas... Um, she was a good friend of Nick's. I saw her for the, that was the first time I think I've seen, I've met her before, but that's the first time I saw them last year. Oh, okay. And they were, they were amazing.
1: Yeah. They are amazing, yeah.
0: like a great rock and roll band.
1: They're absolutely, yeah, Just yeah. come
0: right out, like, and, and she's got a kick-ass voice, and, you know, this is, like, these lineups are, are fucking on fire. <laughs> um, High Plains, do you know them?
1: I think I've heard of them, Yeah. Yeah. Drummer's okay, but... Drummer's, drummer's all right,
0: man. He's not bad. <laughs> no, that's an, that's an incredible band. Talk about harmonies. Talk about songwriting. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to come out of uh, Helen's set, and then we're going to go somewhere really nice, mm-hmm. you know, really uh, thoughtful, and, you know, it's, it's good music. We're going to enjoy the hell out of that. And then we have um, uh, the Dust Ruffles playing, which Al from Conerco plays in that band. Yeah. And um, I think I had to move them back because Al had to uh, he had something I don't know. Yeah okay. But it's like okay, Nick's, you know, Conurco band. Yeah. So they're they're there and um Tammy LaForest is the lead singer of that band. Yeah. And
1: in the song, right she's
0: <laughs> she's really good. Yeah. She's Changing really voice, incredible. Yeah. She's so like um unique to me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like she's like this great like person. She could freaking take apart your goddamn car. Like she's yeah. just she's probably a genius. You know what I'm saying? I mean she obviously is. You know? Yeah. I mean her her ability to learn things and and do things is just incredible. And um and I, I love the band and Charlene's in that band too for yeah. um, Sex Coffee Charlene. Yeah. So Amazing this is baseball, yeah. this is where Providence gets incestuous. You know with its yeah. uh, bands. I mean, there's uh, you're you have a couple bands now. Or you have? I have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. of... You'll play around, you know. A people lot of crossover, play. yeah. Um, then Viking Jesus is gonna play, and we're gonna we're gonna play with Chris Jackson on drums, who plays with uh, Soul Shot and the Agents. Mm-hmm. And he's a reggae drummer, and honestly, what I love about him is um, how he listens and his dynamics. Yeah. I mean, he can go really soft. He's he doesn't he doesn't drown out anybody in the band. He's you know. Yeah. It, it, it's a real it's a nice fit yeah he won't like join our band but he will play with us if I ask him here and there like you know so if we get in a pinch and he can do it he will yeah you know it's not necessarily um, I don't even know if it's not because it's not like his music or anything I think it's just like he's too busy Mm -hmm. you know as as the writer and performer in the band, I, I would like to think it's like oh he just doesn't like us, but no, it's <laughs> we're just not good enough. As the for
1: artist, him. I just think that you don't like me. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's it's it's yeah. cool.
0: And then we got Ravi Shavi after us, and and they are just they are incredible. Raffae is you know I was walking. Um, as two twenty has their uh, festival. Um, Oh, I Love can't. Foo Fest. Foo Fest thank yeah. you. I played that back in like 2000, one of the first ones. Okay. Loved it. Um, and I like going there to see it. And I ran into Rafe there once and he was cool. You know, I had met yeah. him previously and uh, he walked around with my wife and I. And then we went back to his car and he played us some stuff he was working on. And it sounded like it sounded as cool as David Bowie. Yeah. You know, he's like.
1: He's got some swagger. He's got of, swagger. And he's like, so and, cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: And he's such a like. Again, I'm gonna say sweet. He's such a nice guy. Like, yeah, he, he is really cool. And uh, Nick loved him. Nick loved playing with them. Yeah, it, yeah that Nick was, was in it. like but Nick. Like, Jesus was Nick's thing for a good four years, and then he was like, H, hey, you got to play more." we got to play more shows. We've got to play more shows. And I was like, yeah, we do, but we had a bass player that didn't necessarily like to play out a lot, and that was uh, Evan Gilroy. He plays okay. in some other stuff, and uh, he's a teacher. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, there's there's reasons. Like, I'm not going to crap on him. But he was a great yeah. bass player, great guy. Like, one of the... Tara and I just went to his wedding, you know? I, he's really cool. Yeah. Just didn't... He didn't want to do it. Like, yeah. we want to do it. We want to have fun. We want to go out, and we want to play, and we just weren't able to. Mm-hmm. So, um... It was cool that he kind of moved on, and our guitar player, Ian, uh, at the time, uh, he moved to bass. Okay. Because he could play bass, too. Yeah. And then George came back in the band, and George George comes and, and goes, because he gets busy with projects, or yeah. um, he, you know...
1: <laughs> like, depending on what the studio is doing and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: I mean, things, things happen. It's hard to play in an original rock band, mm-hmm. and, you know sometimes there's a lot of people, sometimes there's nobody, you know? Mm -hmm. And you just gotta take it for what it is, you Mm -hmm. know? And he can leave it sometimes and he'll come back to it. He loves Viking Jesus, loves playing the music, Mm -hmm. loves recording the music, you know? When he left, I got two guitar players. I had Ian Mm -hmm. and then we got Patrick um, Condon from uh, The Sauce, uh, the Chelsea Law Band, The Sauce, and uh, we had those two going back and forth and that was a cool thing and then we were like yeah then you know covid happened and that band kind of got weird ian moved to base we got george things worked out that way um i don't know how i got on that tip but yeah. <laughs> after that we have the cawhogs which is uh steve delmonico yeah and uh steve donovan and amato and i just saw him last night he's a great guy Oh, okay. His, his dad is one of the best bass players I've ever seen in my life. Oh, really? He's got a... Yeah, he, he can... Wait, yeah. Uh,
1: I think i know. Uh, he's
0: I'm an upright talking. guy, yeah. and man...
1: Like jazz, right? Jazz. Yeah, and yeah,
0: yeah. I'm sure he could play anything, Probably, yeah. but I've seen that guy do things with his little finger. He could kill you with his little finger. <laughs> I mean, it, it's so strong. Yeah. But the Cawhogs, man, great songwriting. Yeah. Um, another one
1: of Nick's bands.
0: Another one of Nick's bands. Nick loved the Steves. We all love the two yeah. Steves. The two Steves are... They're amazing characters. Um, good songs. I can't wait to hear them. Um, and then we have Animal Face finishing, which was one, another Nick project. Yep. Um, made up of uh, Hash, um, Gregory. Um, yeah, Gregory work and. Uh, you know all these players like and I do. Joe.
1: Joe from the Sons, like the Joe from the Sons, yeah, guitarist in the Sons, Joe like, Kraft, right? Yeah, he uh, plays drums. He's a fantastic drummer.
0: He's um, a fantastic but yeah, drummer. he Plays
1: an animal face
0: now. It's oh. so weird. Like when when Nick passed, um, Al and Joe got a lot of gigs. Got a the, lot of yeah. Mixed they gigs.
1: Kind of switched around. Everybody jumped
0: so? on him. I did not get a chance to grab those guys yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for my pants.
1: Yeah,
0: you know it's too late probably, but um, yeah, that's gonna. That's going to be incredible. They have... Um, they just... They make it up. Mm-hmm. You know? They're one of those... I wouldn't call them a jam band. You know? There's not... But it is...
1: It's an imp- uh It's imp- an impromptu like Improvised so. improvise
0: set. Yeah, you know? But, it, they would be more like Pink Floyd versus The Grateful Dead or something. Yeah. They're just... They're funky. They're cool. I. Yeah. They're really nice. I'd love to yeah. do something with them sometime. I've had offers, but... Um, I never really took them up on it yet. Yeah. You know? Hopefully we live long enough to make all that happen. Yeah. You know? But that's it. That's going to be the shows. Um, mm-hmm. I have some vending coming in. Oh, yeah, um, some vendors? And- yeah, in the vein of uh, My Old Cookies, for instance. You know, we're going to ah. have some... If, if uh, fun is your game, you're going to be able to have some there. You yeah. know, clean so this is, fun. This is
1: the podcast insider stuff that we always look for. Yeah, though. just so you know.
0: All right? For, if you listen to this, yeah. you know, um, just talk to me when you get there. If you know me, Chris Anson, you know, just come up and yeah. be like, hey, dude, where's the table? You know, you look depending. like a
1: big Viking Jesus. Yeah, right? kind of, you know? Got rid of the hair, but, uh, yeah.
0: you know, I could spike it or something, yeah, maybe. Yeah.
1: You know? Everyone knows you, but... Uh, uh, yeah, it's going to be fantastic and, and a fantastic cause, and, and um, it's special. I mean, I guess I'll just add in the experience of playing it last year. Wasn't um, that fun? It was It was, It was. was more than fun. It was like I felt... And granted, it, it may be just me as a drummer, you know, looking up to Nick and just kind of being a part of it. Like, it just felt like I need to be on point and everyone needs to be on point. Like, yeah, so Al... Diaz is a fantastic drummer. Just like nailed it. Joe was a fantastic drum. Like just everyone was just like like just so on point. Amazing performance. It felt like oh we need to. I just needed to be at that level and, and high plains. I felt met that and um, I think so. It was just it was it. I just, it just felt different than every other show. Um, it was it, like I felt like there was a spirit there. There was an energy that was there. Whether you know it was that classic Providence energy. That classic.
0: Friendly, I mean, those people had some of those people haven't been together in 15 yeah. 20. It was like a reunion, yeah. If you ever go to a reunion like family or high school or anything, I mean, there's a special aura around everybody, yeah. and it was that, yeah. And I think this year it's going to even be better, yeah. So it was really cool. You know? It was
1: just something that I'm grateful to be a part of, and, and thank you for asking High Plans to come back. And oh. um, it just means a lot, and yeah, I truly invite anyone to come and uh check this out and, and be a part of it you know it is it's an inclusive thing and um, it is
0: inclusive and it's something so. it's something um, you'll remember for the rest of your life I yeah. mean it's that kind of show like yeah. magic is made
1: yeah
0: and everybody you know we're all grown up yeah. <laughs> we're all like everybody's really choice now everybody's yeah. on the top of their game yeah you know this Sounds is what cool. this is what Providence local music looks like. And we have some competition on the on I think that day, but I don't it, like I think there's the folk fest going on, um, the Providence yeah. folk fest and yeah. stuff. But I don't think it's going to affect us at all. If you go into the folk fest, you're not you don't know any of these bands.
1: <laughs> you know what oh, I yeah. mean? Yeah, that even ends earlier. I'm Does sure. it? Yeah, it's uh, earlier in the day. So I, I can't remember the exact time that the Rhode Island folk fest, uh, which is in East Providence. Um, at Crescent Park. I'm not sure when that ends, but I think it's... They um, asked
0: us to play, and we said yes, but I didn't realize it was the the same same date as this, and I was like, I can't do it, Allison. Yeah,
1: Yeah, no, but I mean, I think that's a good problem to have. It's nice that the Rhode Island music scene has has this place where you have choices, that there's a a bunch of good shows that you can check out depending on what your taste is or just to go, um, you know bop around the state and that we live in a state that you can do that you know like yesterday I traveled from warren to providence and you know there's just a. you lived in more, texas you do that. That I, no exactly you're not be like i'm gonna drive from dallas to you know to nowhere to, to, yeah, to <laughs> now san I'll antonio or houston you know like yeah. no one's gonna do that yeah. um yeah. we are lucky yeah
0: we take yeah. this state for granted sometimes yeah. but we gotta stop
1: it it's it's good it is it is um is there anything that I missed that you wanted to talk about um, with your music career? Um I guess I, I no I just want to mention like you know we are on Spotify,
0: we are mm-hmm. on Amazon. We our music's out there. Yeah. Give us a chance, give it a listen. If you don't like one song, fast forward, the next one will be completely different. Um you know, we're we're legit. We're real. Mm-hmm. We write songs, we go through like what I what we sing and talk about, it's all you know, It's legit.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and how can people connect with you? Is there the best way to stay up on shows? Mm. Follow you on. You can follow us on Instagram.
0: We're like Viking underscore Jesus. Yeah. Um, You can friend me on Facebook, and I mean, if anybody's still using that stuff, like I don't even know how viable our our internet and promotions are. I mean, the best thing I could say come to a show let's let's mm-hmm. meet and let's hang out and yeah you know we'll entertain you and and we'll have some cool conversations and you know yeah. Yeah. let's let's live our lives together like exactly. you know all this uh you know I, <laughs> come to my work <laughs> you know yeah. and yeah. uh and and hang out yeah. cuz it's the one job that i do that we can hang out yeah and, go to the
1: pump know. house yeah like come that. down to the pump house yeah
0: that's a good time
1: yeah awesome
0: you know venue. Yeah, there's so many good venues in our in our state. Yeah. Um Yeah, but that's about it, I guess. You know, yeah. come to Shiza Fest. Yeah. And yeah. get our check our music out online if you can.
1: Cool. Well, Chris, I always wrap the episodes asking what your greatest music accomplishment to this point is.
0: Um god, the re- the records. Being yeah. able to still do it mm-hmm. at you know, 46 (laughs) that's Mm -hmm. that's an accomplishment still being alive I don't know um I played some really good shows you know Mm -hmm. uh had some open up for some good people I I worked some good shows I guess my accomplishment is just you know still being here and still being viable and still Mm -hmm. still working in the business yeah you know whether behind the scenes or or not yeah you know
1: Yeah, no. um, Being
0: a good friend to the scene, I think, would be, like, my biggest accomplishment. You know, I've never really deterred anybody's efforts or, you know, I've just tried to support and and make introductions and, you know, be a little stepping stone, if I will, you know, Mm -hmm. or if I may.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Chris, uh, I can't thank you enough. Uh, Yeah, it was amazing to get to talk to you uh, just with the the history that you have in, in Rhode Island and... You know, everything that you've done from sound to, to your own music to um, just the, the studios that you worked in and everything like that. It's it's really cool. So thank you. Thank you.
0: I appreciate uh, you taking the time to sit with me. Yeah, it means a lot. I've I've, en- I've enjoyed your show. Oh uh, well thank you. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Fair, fair, fair. It's a river. Care, care, care. It's my to see.
0: Oh